Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace. Canon Chain back with you again, and we got another good one. We're, we're gonna be giving you a Debbie draft. And what we mean by that is we're gonna take out all the guys in the 2022 class that we believe are entering the draft, even though some haven't said that they're entering yet we're going to take them out so we're going to be left with the 23 24 25 classes and we're just going to do a debbie draft and we're going to see how far we can get but Shane, how did the final week of a fantasy football go for you any championships went well um i did get a couple i beat espn's mike clay for a dynasty championship Ooh. which is always exciting i took him down by less than uh, two points, but I'm extending that lead uh, as we record this on Monday night. Uh, so that was exciting, and it looks looks good in one of my big money leagues to win back-to-back years. Uh, first two years of the Devi League. So I've won that's both big. years. So so that's pretty big. So good good, good, uh, good year for me overall. How about, how about yourself? Did you – I hear you took down a couple titles. I was only in two finals. Took them both down. The first oh. one I chopped – you know, I just went 50-50. The reason why is it's the best ball league. So you never know what's going to happen. And I didn't want to get beat randomly by, like, if Deshaun Jackson had, like, 170 yards and, like, two touchdowns. Right? Yeah. I didn't want that to be the reason. Right? Um, but an absolute blast. So we chopped that one. And then my main league, my first league, the Empire League that I'm in, um, won that league. So I'm I'm getting ready for a second run. If I win two in a row, um, we've been putting 50% of the pot in the Empire pot every year. Um, and it's a $100 buy-in. So, so big year been, next year. It's been growing. Yeah, yeah. So we're, and this is, I think, year six? No, or year five. This will be year five. So we're talking three grand in there. Um, oh, so it could be, could be pretty fun. Um, so I'm getting ready for that. But we got to talk these Debbie players, Shane, because yeah. I think we're going to find some arguments pretty early yeah. on, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're just we're just going to talk through it because I think there's a lot of really, really good players. Some people are saying that, that they take like nine guys in this draft before they take anyone in the 2022 draft. Uh, I'm not there. I'm not quite there at nine. But uh, but we're going to break this down. So Shane, do you want the first pick? You want me to have the first pick? Um, you you can take it. You take the first pick. Okay. Um, thank you for giving me my only share of Bijan Robinson. Mm, there you go. Um, so Bijan Robinson, one hundred and one, the running back for Texas. I think the biggest question I everyone knows who Bijan Robinson is. He's such a good player. He's easily the best running back in the twenty twenty three class. I think as soon as 
he becomes a guy in the NFL, he's going to be a top five dynasty running back. Like right away, top five. I wonder if he'd even be top five right now. Right. If you just threw that name in, are there five guys that they would take over B. John Robinson? I'm not sure that there are. I I mean, there's a, maybe a handful, but I'd rather yeah. have them than say Najee Harris. So yeah, he'd probably yeah, top so, five. So top five dynasty running back right away. Um, I'll take Bijan Robinson. We if you need to kind of you know make we mentioned this on a few episodes, but make sure that you're ready when you draft Bijan Robinson, that your team's going to be good. So if you need to listen back a couple episodes, um, it's titled 2023 draft. Make sure you listen to that um, because that'll give you kind of a little more insight onto uh, how to build up to Bijan Robinson. The same with the rebuilding episode as well. But Shane, you're up at the 102. So 102, I, I'm going to go with, I think, the only other running back that's worthwhile here, and that's Travion Henderson running back for the Ohio State University it sucks to wait the extra year, but, you know, number one recruit came in, won that job in a couple games, had a giant freshman season. Like everything's lining up for him to kind of follow in the footsteps of Bijan Robinson. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with getting him with the 102. I, you know, I would definitely take Bijan over him, um, but I think Henderson is going to be right there in a year easily. I, I agree with that. Um, he was the best freshman running back in my mind. Um, at the 103, I'm going to take the best quarterback that we have here, and that's Bryce Young. Now, you can say that Bryce Young struggled a little bit. I get that. But I think he is the most talented quarterback when it comes to what he can do inside the pocket and what he can do outside the pocket um, when the pocket breaks down. Just the way that he's so fluid. And he has an incredible arm. He can make every throw in the football field and just chuck it a million yards down the field if he needs to. So I'm going to take Bryce Young here at the 103, the quarterback from the Alabama Crimson Tide. See, you're just going to it's just going to make me look like a homer. That's 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 all that's happening in this draft. I should have taken the first pick, so it didn't happen. Because <laughs> the 104, I would have taken two Ohio State players. <laughs> I would have taken two Ohio State players. The 104, I would take CJ Stroud, quarterback for Ohio State. I know he struggled out of the gate and everyone seemed to want Kyle McCord to play. And then CJ Stroud's shoulder was healed when he got healthy. I mean, he was an absolute monster. Even that Michigan game where they lost. I mean, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't the offense's fault. Like he was, he was under pressure the entire time and still making plays, throwing the ball, Uh, the bowl game against Utah, obviously, you know, dominant performance. Uh, I think him and Bryce young are the clear kind of top two quarterbacks. And honestly, you know, for Debbie, I think um, I think they're a step above any other quarterback you could take. And by CJ Stroud, you actually mean Coleridge Bernard Stroud the fourth. Is that is that his name? I don't even. Know. Yes, that's awesome. That's a, that's. Oh a, yeah, it is. It's the oh most regal quarterback name that we've what? had. Coleridge what? Bernard Stroud the fourth. All right, I'm I'm gonna change my rankings right now to just have that. What a good name that is, isn't it? That is absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, I'm never calling CJ again. The Debbie Marketplace. I'm never nope. calling him CJ again. No. It's Coleridge, the it's fourth. Coleridge Bernard Stroud, the fourth. Yeah, it's it's a whole name. It's a mouthful, <laughs> but I think it's worth it. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm up at the 105 here after uh, old Coleridge Bernard Stroud the fourth was taken. <laughs> I have to at this point. Um, I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs um, at, at the 105. He just transferred to Alabama. He's going to be on a huge stage behind probably one of the best offensive lines in college football. I'm curious to see how he's going to work in a, in a full power style offense because I feel like I could see him working in an outside zone style offense as well, um, just because with his with his one cut ability. But I think he's going to catch a lot of passes as well. So give me Jameer Gibbs at the 105 as the lead back at Alabama. That's fair. That's it's an it's an upside pick because um, his value could even go higher than this. I think at six, I'm going to break the wide receiver seal here and take Mr. Kayshawn Butte, wide receiver from LSU, sticking it out with good old Brian Kelly there down in in the bayou. And uh, Kayshawn Butte doesn't have to step on another a college field for me to feel like he's worth the 106. Like what he did his first two years is plenty enough, you know, with, with Terrace Marshall there as a, as a freshman, he was the guy. So I, I think he's far and away uh, my wide receiver one for 2023 still. And I uh, think he's going to kind of clear that up. Yeah. He's easily my top guy for 2023 um, after him. It's a tear break. And then you have a few players. Um, I don't know if I want to go QB this high. And um, I can see it, but I'm going to take my uh, oof. Shane. I'm going to pickle here. There's about three or four That's guys tough. that I wouldn't mind taking. Um, yeah. ooh, Shane, you really got me turned around because I didn't a, think you were going to take Kayshawn Boutte. Oh, I did it. I did it. I pulled, I pulled. Mr. Booty, if you're nasty, you're right out from under. Yeah, you. you really did. So I'm going to take the next wide receiver, I think. I'm going to take JSN. Um, and he is – I have one one guy right next to him, too, um, just a hair away. But I'm going to take JSN at 107 because I think the hype will continue to grow with him. Like what he's done so far this season, he's going to be going into next year with just a ridiculous spot in the Ohio State offense with C.J. Stroud, and he's just going to be prepared as a top, I don't know, top 30 pick, right? He's easily a first-round pick if he continues yeah. to perform at this level. Um, no question for me. So I'll take him here at the 107. That's fair. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave you to, to make the quarterback decision still because I'm going to take the last receiver. I think that's worth a pick here, and that is Xavier Worthy wide receiver from Texas, my wide receiver one. I think everyone's wide receiver one, right, for 2024. Yes. Um, I just don't think no one has had even close to that production that he has um, to do what he did at Texas with the Hudson card, Casey Thompson, you know, switcheroo. Uh, now Quinn Ewers going there. I think Xavier Worthy is going to continue to perform in a really good offense uh, with a good offensive mind, Steve Sarkeesian. I think, uh, I think Worthy is going to, just busted out. So I, I, I'm happy getting him here uh, at the 108. Yeah. And I, I was alluding to him a little earlier. Um, I like Xavier worthy a lot. I'm actually going to go running back at the 109. I'm going to take tank Bigsby, mm. who I believe is probably one of the best peer runners that we have in college football. 
Um, just his ability as a pure running back doesn't offer a lot in the in the pass catching game. Uh, but we've seen that he can do it. He just doesn't do it often. And, and you know, that was the big thing with Jonathan Taylor, too. Right. We knew that he was a really, really good running back when he had the ball in his hands. But what happened when he had to catch the ball? Um, I think the same thing with Tank Bigsby. We've seen that he can catch if he needs to. And we haven't seen an issue with that. So I'm going to take Tank here at the 109. I, I think it's a good pick. Like, I like Tank Bigsby a ton. He's probably my biggest fear of a guy that could fall value-wise moving forward. It, it, it's a fear. Um, but I, I like. I think he's a good pass catcher. Yeah, I think he has everything. They just don't use him. I don't know. It, it's such a hard guy for me to place in my rankings. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll go quarterback here. I'll, I'll take a guy who right now does not have a school. <laughs> and I'm going to take Caleb Williams, quarterback in the transfer portal. Um, it's it's a wild card. He, he could go somewhere that I could drop him down here and be like, I don't want that. Uh, but we've seen him play. Once again, five-star freshman, came in, showed some promise. I don't think he was maybe as good as a lot of people were saying. You know, there are a couple games there where he was, but um, he has the rushing ability. So for fantasy, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm in. You know, if he gets first-round draft capital in 2024, he's going to be a fantasy player that he's going to be a weapon that you're going to be able to utilize. So I think I think it's fair at the 110 late first round of a Debbie draft. I think he's worthwhile. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it was between he and this running back, Zach Evans. Now, Zach Evans currently doesn't have a school. Currently, crystal ball to Ole Miss. And if he lands there, I think we'll learn so much more about Zach Evans. All right, We already know what he can do. Um, running the ball, but he's going to catch so many more passes in the Ole Miss offense, and I think that's really, really important. In pure talent, you could make a case for Zach Evans being the number two running back in the 23 class, in just oh, pure yeah. talent, right? But the thing dating back to when he was in high school is just the knuckleheadedness, right? He had problems in high school. He's had problems at TCU. And now he's going to find a new school. And I hope, I really hope that this new school can can really turn it around and make sure that he doesn't have any other issues. But all of that just kind of added together makes it a bit scary to take Zach Evans. But I still think he has to go in this first round of the Debbie mock draft. He's another guy that's hard to place because of the off the field yeah. concerns. I, oh, and I wish I knew more, right? Like... I don't know. I have him a little bit lower, but like you said, talent-wise, he's up there. Um, man, I, I even I've even tried to like knock these quarterbacks down a little bit. Be like, I don't want to be too high on the quarterbacks because we saw that blow up in a, <laughs> all our faces last yeah. year. But here I am, just taking the upside. I'm going to take Quinn Ewers at the 112, going to Texas. Like he's got to be guaranteed to start. He has Xavier Worthy. He has Bijan Robinson. He's going to be in one of the best offenses in the country. And he's may, maybe the best high school quarterback I've seen. You know, and I've been like watching high school quarterbacks for that long. Um, but, you know, he's up there with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and those guys. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the shot. Maybe it's a waste. Maybe it's a waste to pick in a year. But I think when you were, we're going to find out real quick. 
So let's recap that first round. At 101, we have Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas. At 102, Travion Henderson, the running back from Ohio State. Sorry, the Ohio State. At 103, we have Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama. 104, C.J. Stroud, or as we like to call him now by his full name, Coleridge Bernard Stroud IV from the Ohio State University. 105, Jameer Gibbs, running back at Alabama. 106, Kayshawn Boutte, or Mr. Booty if you're nasty, from LSU. 107 is the wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba out of the Ohio State University. Man, we got to stop with Ohio State. Yeah. I just can't. Um, 10, 108. Oh, you're even wearing. You're even wearing some. some <laughs> I'm wearing the Ohio State gear today. Yeah. At 108, Xavier Worthy, the wide receiver from Texas. At 109, Tank Bigsby, the running back from Auburn. 110, Caleb Williams, the quarterback at Question Mark University. 111 is Zachary Evans, the running back from TCU. And at 112 is Quinn Ewers, the quarterback at Texas. So we're at three Ohio State players. Or no, yeah, th- what, three, three Ohio State players, yeah. three Texas players? Wow, that's kind of crazy. Um, two Alabama Nashville. players. Oof. So... It's so, it's so we have we have three of the four teams in the playoff next year. It's just set. We're, we're good. Yeah, and Minnesota. Yeah, and Minnesota, of course. Yeah, of course. Bro, the boat. Um, so two hundred one. I'm going to take the Bolitnikov winner in Jordan Addison at two hundred one. Um, incredible wide receiver. Am I a little scared as to kind of what's going to happen at Pitt? Sure, I I think that that's a worthwhile conversation, right? Different OC has to be a different OC OC left. They didn't, we thought they'd move up the wide receiver coach to that OC spot. The wide receiver coach leaves as well. Um, so Jordan Addison, I think is a little bit scary, just a hair, but I'm going to take him here. At the two one incredible talent. Um, I think he can work both inside and outside really, really fluid mover. Like I just, the way that he plays is so fluid. Um, can do everything on the football field. So at two one, I don't mind paying that price for Jordan Addison. It's fair. I actually have one receiver above him for 2023, and it's close. But I think there's a top four, and so I'm going to take him here at the 202, and that that's Quinn Johnston, wide receiver for TCU. Um, I, he is just ginormous. He's huge. He's big. He's fast. He has kind of that DK Metcalf, I think, type of upside. Maybe he doesn't have that weight to him, but being 6'4 and moving the way he does. You know, the other guys that we drafted – Kayshawn Boutte, Jackson Smith, the Jigba, Jordan Addison, probably all going to come in under six feet tall, uh, maybe slightly over that. Quinn Johnson is going to tower over these guys in terms of prospects. So I think there's just big upside with him. He's produced in a crappy offense. That's usually a good sign. As a freshman, as a sophomore, I think he's going to be uh, highly thought of. I agree. Um, he was He was my next guy, actually. So don't mind that. I'm going to take who I believe is the running back two in the 2024 class. Um, I think he is incredibly, incredibly elusive. I think he works in an outside zone run scheme really, really well. He, he can work in power too. Um, Clemson does a little bit of both, but that's Will Shipley. I think Will Shipley's a really, really good player and probably the best player on the offense of Clemson, maybe in the on the entire Clemson team. I don't think that's too bold to say. Um, Will Shipley, just really, really good. That's that's all I got. Um, he's going to be the running back too in the twenty four class. Ooh, I I I actually dropped him down a little bit recently. Really? 
Yeah, and I, 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 I'm with you. I think he's talented. Obviously, like was a good recruit. Um, I don't think he has produced consistently. I kind of think Kobe Pace has outplayed him a little bit oh. recently. Like well, I, Will Shipley was also injured, and he's working back from that injury too. So I'm not yeah, holding all yeah. that against him as a freshman. That's true. I guess I am. So, so <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what that means, but I shouldn't probably. But um, so maybe we'll have to adjust. Um, so I'm going to take my RB2 for the 2024 class, the hot name in the Debbie circles. You, you know, we, we like, we like the hot, the hot guys here. That did sound right. Uh, I'm going to take, <laughs> take Brandon Allen running back for Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin running back producing as a true freshman, yeah. um, a little, little scary. He was fifth on the depth chart to start the season, but found his way up to number one and produced. And um, that usually means good things. Like Wisconsin running backs producing is draft capital. So uh, I'll take him. I like him at the, at the 204 here. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm not sure if I said this is tight end premium, but I'm just going to assume it's tight yeah, end premium. Yeah, I assume. I assume so. Yeah. I'm going to take Michael Mayer at 205. Um, <laughs> yeah, <who's... laughs> this is tight end premium, by the way. Let me take his tight end. Yeah. No, it's, well, it's that's a classic Kane move. Um, uh, Michael Mayer, I have missed the top tight end. He's really, really even for me with Brock Bowers, to be completely honest with you. And anytime I have two players that are even, I'm going to take the one that's going to go to the NFL faster. And that's going to be Michael Mayer. He's in the 23 class versus Bauer in in the uh, in the 24 class. So I'm fine taking him over Brock Bowers. Um, I But if you would tell me you have Brock Bowers above Michael Mayer, wouldn't be mad, right? I'd completely understand it. Um, I've just been burned by a... Uh, freshman tight end before and i'm a little scared i want to see that two years of production um you're not going to eric gilbert me again yeah um yeah that is a really good pick at tight end premium i i probably should have jumped on him um but i'll take brock bowers here because i have i have mayor above him as well uh, about two spots above him in my rankings and I think that Bowers is close. Like, but you have to wait the extra year. There's a lot more than go wrong. I think both are really the only tight ends I'm considering in this this draft. Yeah, I, I'm gonna end up moving this at my ranks because I'm looking at my ranks now, and uh, I think I need to move up a guy on that team up north. At the running back position. Oh, I'm going to take Donovan Edwards at 207. Now, mm. I think Donovan Edwards is crazy talented. And I think he's going to get an increased workload with the belief that Hassan Haskins goes into the NFL. He, has he declared yet or not? Yes, yet. Okay. Um, so with him going into the NFL, it's going to be Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards. Uh, we've also seen Donovan Edwards can just sling it. So... <laughs> Stock up on the halfback toss pass. Same. Um, so you got to be ready for that one. Uh, but I think Donovan Edwards is going to get a ton of work in an offense that runs the ball a lot. And he already started to get work as the season kind of went on. He's getting a little bit more work. Um, so I think he's really poised to take over a big portion of that offense. Um, so I'm going to take 207 Donovan Edwards, the running back from Michigan. Nah, that's fair. I, I, right. So you're gonna make me reconsider these rankings because I have him much lower. But like, you're everything you're saying is resonating with me, <laughs> right? He's, he's he is better than Blake Corum. Uh, you know, he, he should be. 
it's really really close for me i have to be like it's so yeah with he and a few other players like it's really really close but i think i think the talent wins out and if we believe the talent wins out then donovan edwards has to be a main back at michigan yeah yeah i'll, I'll probably be moving him up after this you um got him yeah all right I, I'm, I'm gonna go with your favorite uh qb3 here 208 i'm taking tyler van dyke he was my next pick oh wow oh, good so so pretty close yeah i, I for miami and look tyler van dyke stepped into uh, a team that was i think at, at that point miami was really all all over the place you know they'd gone through two quarterbacks he came in big numbers made the receivers relevant charleston rambo became very relevant um, that offense really started humming, even losing Donald Cheney. I think Tyler Van Dyke is, is I think he's going to be a first round pick. I've said on this podcast, my bold prediction is he's going to be a top 10, 10 pick in the NFL draft, top 10. Like he has that kind of arm talent. He's my number three quarterback for 2023. I'll take the shot. The odds probably say that this is going to burn me, right? <laughs> like that's usually how these quarterbacks that aren't the top guys go. Um, but Man, I really love what I saw, and I'm hoping he builds on it. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with you. I think he's an incredibly talented player as well. Um, so I don't, I'm not going to hold that against you. I'm going to take um, probably the wide receiver two in 2024. Then I'm going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. at 209. Um, wouldn't be surprised if if he ended up kind of rising a little bit higher. In, in Debbie drafts, to be completely honest with you. I'm going to take him here at 209. We absolutely saw him burst onto the scene um, when Ohio State won in the Rose Bowl. So, like, he's a really, really good player. And if he's going to get that much work in Ohio State offense, that means he's poised to be a first-round pick, to be completely honest with you. If he doesn't stay for four years, um, first-round pick on the horizon. So Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr., 209. It's good. You just love those high state guys. You just want to take them from me. They um, are a team in the Big Ten. <laughs> um, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to pull the Band-Aid off of the 2025 class, and I'm going to take my top running back in this class. I, I just I don't love the quarterbacks as much as some other people, but I do love me some Nicholas Singleton running back for Penn State. And I think he had – Oh no way! No, I was like, yeah. I was like, Kane's gonna be like, "What are you taking twenty twenty five guys already for?" But two ten, end of the second, I think you can, you know, take some shots on incoming freshmen. Um, I think it's tough to to differentiate. You know, who is the top guys? There's gonna be a lot of noise out there. Like I like Singleton. Uh, you, you know, he might not be the top player, but I think he's coming into a situation where he can win the running back job. He's gonna be most talented running back in the room and if he starts as a freshman i think he can have a really good season if their offensive line gels um so i'm taking him here penn state wants to run the football they just couldn't do it this year Agreed. i think he could really increase in value yeah i'm i'm with you um, i'm gonna take the uh my next pick is actually back in the 2024 class so at 211 um, i'm gonna take wide receiver mario williams wide receiver at Oklahoma um incredibly talented player do I know who does it scare me a little bit that I don't know who the quarterback is at Oklahoma 100% Dylan Gabriel worried. baby okay <laughs> worried still worried um but I think Mario Williams is pretty quarterback averse 
a little bit, right? Like I think he can fit in just a variety of different offenses because he can play inside. He can play outside. Um, really not too worried about that. But Mario Williams at the 211 is who I'm taking here. Brad, out the second round, I'm going to take one of your not-so-favorite players that you've been warning Ooh. people about in our Discord server, and that is Sean Tucker running yeah. back for Syracuse. Um, look, I, th- I think he is a talented running back who's produced for two years in an ACC program. Um, he has, you know, he, he's almost 210 pounds. He can catch the football. Like, I like what I see. I think there are some pitfalls which maybe you can get into Kane, but uh, you know, I, I like him. Right. I think, I think the biggest argument, right. Is what's going to happen in the NFL draft, right. In such a class that is incredibly top heavy at the running back position, is Sean Tucker going to be able to, you know, break through, especially when we see almost one running back a year, it seems break through and kind of be part of that top tier almost. Right. Um, is Sean Tucker going to be able to do that? I think that's the question. And probably the biggest thing holding him back, because in, in a Debbie league, when we don't get the college points in a C2C league, I think I can understand Sean Tucker a little bit more just because you get that production at Syracuse um, for, for next year. Uh, but overall, I think it's incredibly scary for me to take Sean Tucker in the second round. But let's break down or uh, Read back probably this this second round here. So at 201, Jordan Addison, the Blitnikoff winner, wide receiver out of Pitt. 202, Quinton Johnson, Johnston, the wide receiver from TCU. 203, Will Shipley, the running back from Clemson. 204, Braylon Allen, the running back from my least favorite college football team, and that's Wisconsin. 205, Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. 206, Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia. 207, Donovan Edwards, the running back from Michigan. 208, Tyler Van Dyke, the quarterback from Miami. 209, Marvin Harrison Jr., the wide receiver from the Ohio State University. 210, Nicholas Singleton, the running back, the top running back in the 2025 class uh, from the Penn State University. 211, Mario Williams, wide receiver at Oklahoma. And 212, Sean Tucker, the running back at Syracuse. Do you want to run through one more... uh, one more round here, Shane. Yeah, I think we've got time for one more round. Speed, you you want a speed round or you want to? Uh, I'm a little bit faster than the other ones. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm going to go with my running back two in this class, in the 2025 class, and I realize that not everyone likes him as much as I do, but that's Emmanuel Henderson. I believe he is the best pass catcher in this draft, and let's say he's even catching more passes than running the football, totally fine. But by the time he actually takes his first snap at Alabama, he's going to be about 205 pounds. So if you're using a side con- the size concern, I don't 100% get it because he's 6'1", and so he has the frame to put on more weight. Um, so not worried about that. So Emmanuel Henderson, 301 at Alabama, running back. Uh, 302, I'm going to go with Jackson Dart, one of your favorite quarterbacks at Southern mm-hmm. Cal. Might be a little risky. Who knows what can happen there? New coach from Lincoln Riley. But if Jackson Dart starts in a Lincoln Riley offense, I think he's going to go to the moon. I completely understand. I'm going to take another running back. Somehow I'm going to be the running back guy for the 2025 yeah. class. I'm going to take Jaden Blue, running back at Texas. I, you could make the case for me, honestly, that Jaden Blue is the number one running back in this class. I think you can make that case, right? Incredibly talented guy. He can work in space really, really well, can catch the ball. 
Um, and he's going into a system that loves to use one main running back. Right? So he's not going to play it all this year. So you're basically going to get fresh legs for a year um, as he sits behind Bijan Robinson. But Jaden Blue, really, really great running back going to the University of Texas. That's fair. Uh, he, he's he's my RB2 in that class. So I'm I'm down. Uh, my at the 304, I'm going to take a running back and I'm going to take Jarquez Hunter running back for Auburn, um, who is in the 2024 class. He's my RB three right now for 2024. Um, you know, came in there with tank Bigsby. They're splitting it up, but a lot of pass catching from him. Uh, he has, you know, decent bulk. If he can add a little bit of weight, I'll feel really good about this. I think in the third round, it's worth a shot for a productive freshman. I'm going to take it. I'm going going to dip back to the 2025 class for the third straight time. I'm going to take Branson Robinson, the running back at Georgia. Now on, on the last Patreon pod, I I had some concerns about Branson Robinson. Um, I think though he does have pretty good lateral agility for his size. I don't think he can, I don't, I think some people are overestimating his ability to catch the ball. Um, and that scares me a little bit because as the NFL continues to shift and and we're shifting to this idea that maybe you can have two running backs in a backfield that are both productive. Do I really want that guy this high that's going to be just a two down guy? Or do I believe that Branson Robinson can be a three down guy, right? So overall, like I like Branson Robinson and I think he can catch okay, but I think he definitely needs to grow into that. But he's going to have relatively fresh legs. He's going to Georgia, so he's not going to be, you know, a main running back where he's going to get, you know, 200, 300, like 300 touches in college every year. Like, it's not going to happen, right? So Branson Robinson, totally okay taking him here at the 305. At the 306, I'm going to go back to the quarterback, Will, and I'm actually going back to 2023. And I'm going to take Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida, I think he showed some flashes this year and at, you know, 6'4", 230, 240 pounds that runs the way that he does. Once again, it's kind of a lottery ticket. If he gets high draft capital, fantasy football, he's going to be phenomenal. Yes. And I, th- I think that's, you know, that's worth it in the third round to me of a Debbie draft. Yeah, I'm, I get you there. Um, I'm going to take a running back in the 24 class. I'm just going to apparently take all running backs here. Um, <laughs> and from, from Texas A&M, I'm going to take LJ Johnson. We know that Isaiah Spiller entering the draft, Devin Chain is kind of going to be that spellback. They've kind of shown a little bit more this year that Jimbo Fisher wants to use that two running back kind of set and use multiple running backs to get it done on the ground. LJ Johnson, I feel like, is going to just go straight into that that Isaiah Spiller role. And I think he's going to do it really, really well. So give me LJ Johnson, Texas A&M running back at 307. Yeah, he, he was close for me. I, I had to figure you were going to take him soon. Yep. Um, 308, I'm going to take a guy I actually said on our uh, first ever Secret Shopper podcast to sell. Because I think there are probably some people out there that are screaming at us why this guy's still on the board at the 308. It's Josh Downs, wide receiver from North Carolina. He, he's small. But super productive with Sam Howell and Downs is um, going into his third year. So he's 2023 eligible. 
I, I think he's a little bit overrated. I don't think he kind of clears the top four that we've already taken early in this draft um, because of his size, but he, he can be dynamic. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not as high on him, but a lot of people are. I think it's just fine to take a shot in the third round. I think that's a value pick, right? Because you're going to be able to move him at some point for someone that really likes him. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, ooh, I have two people that are pretty neck and neck for me. Um, do I go quarterback or wide receiver? That is the question. You'll, you'll get them both. I'll say that. Okay. I'm going to take <laughs> Jojo Earl, the wide receiver from Alabama at the 309. Um, I think of all the guys that kind of went to Alabama th- this past recruiting class, I think Jojo Earl is the one that does something different. Um, I think he's a really, really special talent. We saw that on putt returns. I think he is going to be just the next incredibly dynamic wide receiver we see at Alabama. So I'm going to take him here at the 309. 310, I'm, this pick just fe- doesn't feel good, but I still I still like him. He should be a starter next year. I'm going to take Kendall Milton at the 310, running back for Georgia. Um, you know, James Cook will be gone. Samir White hopefully will be gone. And Kendall Milton, I think, is a good runner, kind of like Branson Robinson. Like he's he's not a great receiver, he's not super dynamic, um, but I think he can be a good two-down running back in the NFL and have some fantasy value playing for a big time SEC team. I'll take I'll take the shot there. So 311, my last pick. I'm gonna take a quarterback that's Hendon Hooker, quarterback Ooh. from Rocky Top, Tennessee. Now, I think Hendon Hooker is that fourth quarterback we see in the 23 class go um, in the first round. I think his ability to both throw it deep and really throw it all over. He's got good arm power as well as pretty good accuracy. And I think he's just going to continue to get better at Tennessee. Um, I think he's going to be that guy that, that we're talking about along with a guy like Tyler Van Dyke and the other two quarterbacks in uh, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud as kind of the four quarterbacks that are teams are going to be looking to uh, make a franchise quarterback in the 2023 draft. So I'm going to take Hendon Hooker at the 311. Oh, that's very interesting. All right, all right. You, you know, I have a lot of receivers here. I'm not going to take that. I'm going to take the guy who I think will be the fourth quarterback in the 2023 class. And that I already is said Grayson, it, though. Grayson McCall quarterback for coastal Carolina, baby. Crazy of a call, baby. Look, he's, he's, he's got, uh, he's got the size. He has a good arm, just a weird system, but I think, uh, I think he's going to be a day two pick in the NFL draft. Um, I'm willing to take that shot in the super flex here. So. Okay. I don't see it, but I'm glad you do. Um, let's recap this third round 301 Emmanuel Henderson, the running back going to Alabama 302 Jackson dart quarterback at USC 303 Jaden blue the running back at Texas 304 Jarquez Hunter, the running back at Auburn 305 Branson Robinson, the running back at Georgia 306 Anthony Richardson, the incredibly athletic quarterback at Florida 307 LJ Johnson, the running back at Texas A&M 308 Josh Downs, the wide receiver at UNC. Jojo Earl at 309, the wide receiver from Alabama. At 310, you you got another running back from Georgia. That's Kendall Milton at the 310. At 311 is Hendon Hooker, the quarterback at Tennessee. And 312, Grayson McCall, 
the last pick, the quarterback from Coastal Carolina. Oof. So we made it through three rounds, Shane. Um, I like it. I, I kind of like how this draft kind of shook out. Um, Shane, you want to teach me something? Oh yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do it. Um, because I, I know you like kind of conspiracies, right? I bring it up from time to time because you, you enjoy that. And this is one that it gripped me like back in my younger days. Uh, and I, it's gonna be up your alley. You're you're an English major, correct? I am. Yep. So you know the death of one of the most famous writers in American history, Edgar Allan Poe, always Ooh. always intrigued me, right? As it should. Yeah, you know, eighteen forty and Poe, very dark. Like eighteen forty nine, he seemed like he's an alcoholic, so he seemed super drunk. And most of what we know is from uh, his doctor, John Joseph Moran, who kind of took care of him in his last couple days. Um, and like all these like weird, delirious things, he was calling out for a guy named Reynolds. They didn't know who he was. Poe wanted to see his wife in Richmond. His wife was dead. Um, like things just weren't you know, weren't there, but Moran's story changed a lot over time. He kind of changed his story. So it might be like lying about things. So Moran released him. Um, Poe ended up like super delirious, like in a gutter and ended up in the hospital where he went into a coma. He was delirious, went into a coma, woke up and was fine, right? Was calm and then got delirious again. So probably not alcohol, right? Cause you know, you get drunk and you sober up and it wasn't like that. And so um, the year before he tried to kill himself with opium, maybe that was that. A lot of people pushed the alcoholism. A test of his hair showed that maybe he had lead or mercury poisoning, which could be the delirium. But my um, my favorite is that he he died on election night. So this was a thing in the 19th century that people, it was called cooping. People would kidnap other people, adults, and then lock them up for a while, get them like drunk or high on drugs, and then make them vote multiple times with different disguises. And that's how they would rig elections. Oh. And so the thought is that maybe someone kidnapped Edgar Allan Poe because no one had heard from him in a couple weeks. Um, and that he actually got rabies from rats where he was kidnapped. Uh, Cause there's a lot of evidence uh, in, in the early two thousands that perhaps rabies is what did it. Um, and so maybe he was cooped which was not a thing I had known much about, even as a history guy. Super weird. Like, you know, one of the weirdest authors ever. Just a super weird, mysterious death that I, I love. And did he end up dying on a park bench? He ended up dying in the hospital. Okay. Um, or is it just the I movie think, where he I dies think, on a park bench? Yeah, I think he was found. I think, like, he was released by Moran and then was found on a park bench and taken to the hospital, died shortly after. Um, if you haven't seen the movie The Raven with John Cusack, worthwhile movie if you enjoy Edgar Allan Poe. Um, it kind of throws a few of his kind of stories together That's in, cool. into a movie, right? So obviously The Raven, um, the poem by Ed, Edgar Allan Poe, it throws in a little bit of The Murders in the Rue Morgue, the cask of Amontillado, Ooh, the telltale yeah. heart. It kind of puts all of them together and, and the pit and the pendulum and the mask of the red death. It's like they, so many different so and Poe things are like, <laughs> what's that? that? Like, they're so good. Like, I, for, I forgot. Like, I forgot about the pit and the pendulum. I'm like, oh man, that's yeah. that really good. 
yeah, I, I I liked so many of them. I'm big fan of his. But watch that movie. I think it's enjoyable. Should we go into our buys and sells here? Yeah, let's do it. Um, if we are just looking at this mock draft, a guy that I'm buying is Anthony Richardson. I really like where he had him here at the 306. Um, I think he's so incredibly talented. And if he fully has that job and has and just crushes it at Florida, he's going to rise faster than almost any other player. So get ready for Anthony Richardson. Um, my sell, on the other hand, is someone that quite a few people like, and it's Jermaine Burton. Um, it just seems like I can never understand where J- Jermaine Burton kind of fits into that Georgia offense. It, it he just doesn't seem to have a big portion of, of that offense. And, and it's really, really difficult for me to kind of see how he's going to fit um, not only at Georgia, but in the NFL. Um, a guy I'm not sure what to do with. Um, this It's mostly because of size, but it's Deuce Vaughn. Now, I really, really like Deuce Vaughn because I one of my favorite players growing up was Darren Sproles. And he is basically just Darren Sproles in college right now. Right. And he is he's put up crazy stats. He's been really, really productive in the Big 12. But the question is, is that going to lead to draft capital, especially with his size? I don't think he's going to end up with day one or day two draft capital. I think he's going to be a day three guy that can catch passes and catch passes really, really well and be a spellback. But I don't see him doing anything more than that. So I don't really know what to do unless doesn't Shane does another really good season of production allow him to be a, a day two pick. He would need the production and he would need like elite combine workouts, right? And everything, speed, agility, all of that. It'd have to be really top. Yep. So maybe. He's coming in at like five, six and a half. Yeah, it's it's rough. Pretty small. So I'm I'm looking at this, you know, I I think my buy, we talked about a little bit, but I, I think LJ Johnson at 307 was a great pick by you. I almost feel like if I have a decent early pick in a Debbie, maybe, you know, maybe it's pretty depleted. So you're drafting a lot of freshmen. You know, if I have the 103, 104, 105, I might trade it for LJ Johnson, to be honest with you. Cause he should start for Texas A&M in a good spot. I think you could probably, you know, if you're offering up Branson Robinson, I, I might take LJ Johnson over him. I think it's okay. intriguing. Um, my sell, you know, I'm going to go NFL side here. Najee Harris. Najee Harris. I think he's a sell. I'm a Steelers fan. I'm born, raised, living in Pittsburgh. I don't know if that offensive line gets better. I don't know what the quarterback's going to be. Najee Harris is productive. I think the name holds more value than his future production. He's older. There's a lot of downside, and you can get probably top five running back value for him, right? Like trade Najee Harris in a pick for Jonathan Taylor. I bet people might get might do it. It's worth a shot. That's interesting. Who's your uh, unknown stock? Unknown. Um, you know, I'm going to go Marvin Harrison. I I, I kind of like where you took him at the 209. If he starts, if he has that role, Marvin Harrison Jr. for Ohio State, like he could be super productive. Um, I, I just don't know if I'm willing to pay that price after just like one game of production is tough for me. I don't know. I, I'm torn. I'm torn. I get that. Um, it, it's tough. 
but I I feel like I wouldn't take him any higher than that. It felt almost like a partial reach at the 209. But it's the question of do I want the, that my number two wide receiver in the 24 class or do I want to take my collection of, of guys in the 25 class, right? Yeah. I feel like things are just a hair safer with Marvin Harrison Jr., but that's why I went with him. No, I, I, I understand it. I dig it. But that's it for me and Shane. We have completed our three-round Debbie mock draft. We just want to let you know, and it will be down below wherever you listen to the podcast. Make sure you uh, click on the Discord link and become part of the Devi Marketplace Discord. It's completely free to join, so make sure you get out there and do that, and then you can figure out how to get our ranks and stuff in, in the Discord, so make sure you check that out. But for me and Shane, thank you so much for listening, and have a great night.